0: I wanna go ahead and open up our Bibles please to the book of Second Kings chapter twenty-two. Second Kings chapter twenty-two. I wanna read verses one and verse two. We began this study last week, last Sunday. So let's continue this because there's a lot to learn from what we're about to open up here in 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 1 and verse 2. And of course, we want to honor the Lord because this is His Word, His Holy Word, and we want His blessing on the reading and on the hearing of His Word here right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask You, Lord God, to bless the reading of Your Word here this morning. I thank You for everyone that is here physically, Lord. I thank you for those. I saw Mauricio out there, Lord God, listening to the service outside. I thank you for those that are listening online right now through the online services. And Father, we pray for your spirit to be strong in our hearts, to be strong in this place, to be strong in our homes, to be in our presence, Lord God, that we would be able to hear your word and that your word would touch our hearts and minister to us and become real life to us, Lord God. And again, I ask you to help me as your servant to communicate your word here this morning in Jesus' name we pray, and everyone said, amen. Very good. Okay, Second Kings chapter 22, verse 1 and verse 2. The Bible says this. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother's name was Jedidah, daughter of Adaiah. She was from Boskath. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right, or to the left. Now, last Sunday, as I said, we began to examine the life of this young man named Josiah. And we learned that he came from a very dysfunctional home and background. His dad and grandfather were deep into sadistic, corrupt, evil, satanic, violent, dangerous, murderous, and corrupt lifestyles. And this is the environment that Josiah grew up in. As a matter of fact, his life was constantly in danger because his dad and grandfather believed in child sacrifice so at any day they could have come into his room taken him out and sacrificed him to one of those foreign gods that they were worshiping second kings chapter 21 verse 6 says this he sacrificed his own son in the fire practiced divination sought omens and consulted mediums and spiritists he did much evil in the eyes of the lord arousing his anger this is speaking of josiah's dad and josiah's grandfather Now, the bottom line is that Josiah's dad, whose name is Ammon, and his grandfather, who is Manasseh, were both very wicked men. They were extremely evil, extremely violent, extremely dangerous men. And they were men that were wicked with power and with wealth. And believe me, that makes a big difference. When you have wicked people, evil people in control of wealth and power, that is dangerous, my friend. Josiah, we learned, chose to turn his back on the powers that be. Josiah chose to reject the corrupt and evil ways and lifestyles and connections of his dad and his grandfather. And he chose instead to commit himself to doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord. And even though his life was in constant danger from his own dad and grandfather, Josiah chose to put his trust in God. Josiah believed that Almighty God would protect him. The other thing that we learned was that Josiah's dad and grandfather purposely corrupted and desecrated the temple of god in jerusalem remember the temple of god was a place where the people of god were supposed to worship and praise and give and give sacrifice and serve a holy god that was separated from the world and we were to be god's holy people but sadly josiah's dad and grandfather allowed, allowed idol worship to take place in the house of god going to church in josiah's day was like going to a black sabbath concert and having an orgy at the same time that's the way it was 2 Kings chapter 21, verse 7 says this. He took the carved Asherah pole he had made and put it in the temple. Now, we, we broke it down last week. We told you about Asherah. We told you about Baal. We told you about all these gods that, that they worshiped, and we broke it down in detail. I mean, and, 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 and Josiah's parents, dad and, and grandfather, brought it into the church. This was going on in the church. He brought it in. Okay? that's why i said it was a crazy thing it says he took the carved asherah pole he had made and put it in the temple of which the lord had said to david and to his son solomon in this temple and in jerusalem which i have chosen out of all the tribes of israel i will put my name forever so here we have an eight-year-old boy who decides to challenge and stand up to the forces of hell and evil and have a foothold in God's holy temple in Jerusalem and in the southern kingdom of Judah. If you think we have it bad now, this is nothing compared to the way it was in Josiah's day. So now let's go back to our text for this morning and move forward. We went back to look at Josiah's history, his background, where he came from, and we see that he came from a very dysfunctional household. A lot of problems, a lot of drugs, a lot of partying, a lot of madness, a lot of sexual perversion, a lot of chaos, a lot of satanic worship. But now let's go back to Josiah, and let's see how Josiah begins, what he begins to do as the new king of Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel. Let's read our text now, and we're going to go forward now. In 2 Kings chapter 22, verses 1 through 6, let's see what the Bible says to us. Josiah was 8 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. His mother's name was Jedidah, daughter of Adaiah. She was from Boskath. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and followed completely the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. In the 18th year of his reign. Everyone say 18th. 18th. In the 18th year of his reign. I want want you to say that one more time. In the 18th, 18th. King Josiah sent the secretary, Shaphan, son of Azaliah, Azaliah, the son of Meshulam, to the temple of the Lord. He said... Go up to Hilkiah, the high priest, and have him get ready the money that has been brought into the temple of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have collected from the people. Have them entrusted to the men appointed to supervise the work of the, on the temple. And have these men pay the workers who, who repair the temple of the Lord, the carpenters, the builders, and the masons. Also, have them purchase timber and dress stone to repair the temple." Notice here that verse 3 tells us that in the 18th year of his reign, the first thing that Josiah begins to do to bring Israel back to God is to rebuild or to repair the damage done to the temple of God. With the the information given us here, we can calculate Josiah's age when he begins to repair the temple of God in Jerusalem. The Bible tells us that Josiah was 8 years old when he became king of Judah. Then in the 18th year of his reign, he begins to repair the temple. So we add 8 to the 18, and we discover that Josiah was 26 years of age when he began to repair the temple of God. But before we even go there about how he began to repair the temple of God. The Bible gives us some more detailed information about Josiah that is not mentioned in 2 Kings chapter 22. And for that, I wanna, want us to go to the book of Second Chronicles chapter 34. Second Chronicles chapter 34. I'm going to read verses 1 through 8 because here we see some additional information about Josiah that's really critical. It says here in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verses 1 through 8. Josiah was 8 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 31 years. So far that sounds the same, right? Verse 2. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, and followed the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. So far that sounds the same, right? Verse 3. In the 8th year of his reign, not the 18th year, In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. In the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places, Asherah poles and idols. Verse 4. Under his direction, the altars of the Baals were torn down. He cut to pieces the incense altars that were above them and smashed the Asherah poles and the idols. These he broke to pieces and scattered over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priests on the altars, and so he purged Judah and Jerusalem in the towns of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, as far as Naphtali, and in the ruins around them. He tore down the altars and the Asherah poles and crushed the idols. To powder and cut to pieces all the incense halters throughout Israel. Then he went back to Jerusalem. Verse 8 In the 18th year of Josiah's reign, to purify the land and the temple, he sent Shaphan son of Azaliah, and Mesaiah, the ruler of the city, and Joah son of Joahaz, the recorder, to repair the temple of the Lord his God. So, verse 8 matches verse 3 of 2nd Kings chapter 22. So here in 2nd Chronicles chapter 34, the Bible gives us some important details about Josiah that were not in 2nd Kings chapter 22. 2nd Chronicles chapter 34, verse 3 tells us that in the 8th year, not the 18th, in the 8th year, Josiah began to seek God. So again, let's calculate Josiah's age when he begins to seek God. He began his reign... As king of Judah at the age of eight, then after eight years of being king, he makes a decision to begin to seek the true and living God. So this means that Josiah is 16 years old, a teenager, when he decides on his own to seek the true and living God. So at the age of 16, Josiah decides that he is not going to seek the gods that his father and his grandfather sought after, but instead he's going to seek the Almighty God. Josiah is not going to seek the gods of Baal or Asherah or Molech, but Josiah is going to seek the true and living God. Josiah is not going to seek the gods of the Moabites or the Ammonites or the Edomites or the Sidonians or the Hittites or, as I say, any of the termites. Josiah decides that he's going to seek the God of Abraham Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. How many of you can shout hallelujah to that? At the age of sixteen, Josiah decides that he's going to seek the God that Genesis says is the creator of the heavens and the earth. At the age of sixteen, Josiah decides that he's going to seek the God who flooded the earth but spared the lives of Noah and his family. At the age of sixteen, Josiah decides to serve the God and to seek the God who gave us the rainbow as a promise that He would never flood the whole earth ever again. The God who introduced all the languages and cultures of the world at the Tower of Babel. The God. God who destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with fire and brimstone. The God who turned Lot's wife to a pillar of salt because she turned back. The God who opened the dead womb of Sarah so that she could have Isaac when she was 90 years old. The God who opened the dead womb of Rebekah and she gave birth to twins Jacob and Esau. The God who supernaturally kept Joseph alive and made him prime minister of Egypt so that he could save Israel and the world from starvation. The God who set Israel free from slavery in Egypt and parted the Red Sea so that Israel could escape but he drowned the egyptian army in the red sea the most powerful army in the world the god who chose who who chose to seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God who caused the walls of Jericho to come down with a shout. the God who raised up the judges and the prophets like Deborah and Gideon and Samson and Samuel, the God who helped King David kill the Philistine giant. This means that at the age of 16, Josiah now goes on a personal journey to seek the true and living God. in spite of all the madness, in spite of all the chaos, in spite of all the evil, in spite of all the pressure, in spite of all the all the corruption, in spite of all the satanic rituals, Josiah made up his mind, I'm going to seek the true and living God. I know what my dad has. I know what my grandfather has. I don't want none of that. I want the true and living God. Now, this truth and reality applies to all human flesh that has ever lived on planet Earth from the beginning of time till now and into the future. This truth and reality applies to everyone. At some point in time in everyone's life, They will have to make a choice between choosing to serve and to seek the gods of this world or to serve and to seek the true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What is it that Joshua said in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15? But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day, whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods, the Amorites, in whose land you are living. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Everyone has to make that choice. God is going to force you to make that choice, to either reject Him or accept Him. Everyone has to go through that initiation. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 11 through 19. This is what God says. Now what I am commanding you today is not too difficult for you to, or beyond your reach. It is not up in heaven, so that you have to ask who will ascend it to heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea, So that you have to ask, who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it? No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. See, I have set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, and to keep his commandments, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if, you're, but if your heart turns away, and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursings, curses. Now choose life. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. And that you may love the Lord your God, listen to His voice, and hold fast to Him. For the Lord is your life, and He will give you many years in the land He swore to give to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Six, verses one, 31 through 33. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. You do not have to compromise your life for the things of this world. God already knows what you need. God already knows what you have to have. God already wants to bless you with some good stuff. All he asks is that you put him first. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Jeremiah 29, verses 13 and 14. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I want to read that again. You will seek me and find me. That's important. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 3 tells us, That At the age of 16, Josiah made a decision. He made a decision to reject the gods of his dad and grandfather. He made a decision to reject the gangbanger lifestyle of his dad and grandfather. He made a decision to reject the drug and party lifestyle of his dad and grandfather. He made a decision to reject the sexual perversion and corruption of his dad and grandfather. He did what Moses did. He chose to let go of the powerful and elite forces of the political and economic powerhouses— and satanic secret societies that the leaders of nations belong to, and he chose instead to serve the most powerful, the most elite, the most mighty, the most glorious, the most fantastic. I know it's not correct grammar, but I don't care because I'm talking about my God, the most He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. Josiah chose to reject the gods of this world with all of their pomp and all their seduction, and he chose instead to seek the true and living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Can you say amen, church? Then listen to what the Bible tells us in the second half of 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 3. In the eighth year of his reign, while he was still young, he began to seek the God of his father, David. In the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of high places Asherah poles and idols see verse 3 tells us that in the 12th year of his reign Josiah began to purge or purify or cleanse Judah and Jerusalem of the high places Asherah poles and idols Josiah is now 20 years old And the Bible tells us that Josiah begins to go out to battle against the powers of hell that have entrenched themselves in the land of Judah and in Jerusalem. They were entrenched. They were rooted in the land. You know what this tells me? Josiah found God. Josiah found God. Josiah connected to God. Josiah had a direct line to God. Josiah was now empowered and anointed by God. Didn't God say that if we seek him with all of our hearts that we would find him? Didn't God say that This journey is not so difficult or beyond our reach. In other words, this connection is available to all of us. It's in our face where we can all have it. Doesn't God say that he is no respecter of persons? In other words, he makes himself available to anyone or of any age, of any language, of any culture, regardless of your nationality, regardless of your sex, regardless of your education or your lack of education. God can be found by anyone who determines in his heart to seek him with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, with all of his strength. And guess what, church? Josiah hit a jackpot josiah connected with god josiah found and discovered the wisdom of god this what he discovered is available to you and it is available to me and it is available to anyone that is wise enough to say i choose god and i reject this world now if you want to get yourself all caught up in the things of this world the politics the economy The madness, the prejudice, the injustice, all the chaos, all the anger. If you want to live like that, more power to you, baby. I want peace. The peace that only God can give. When everything around you is all messed up. And believe me, everything around Josiah was messed up. But he put his trust in God. He sought after God. He knew that God was able to help him. I want to read Proverbs chapter 8. This is what he discovered. Proverbs chapter 8, starting at verse number 1. says this. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights along the way, Where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Besides the gates leading into the city, at the entrances, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are faultless to those who have knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver. Knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have understanding and power. By me, kings reign, and rulers make laws that are just. By me, princes govern, and all nobles who rule the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me, find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness along the paths of justice. Bestowing wealth on those who love me, and making their treasuries full. The Lord brought me forth as the first works of his as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity from the beginning before the world began. When there were no oceans, I was given birth. When there were no springs abounding with water, Before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills I was given birth, before he made the earth or its fields or any of the dust of the world. I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the foundations of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command. And when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was a craftsman at his side. Josiah discovered someone that is greater than belonging to the Illuminati or Knights Templar or the Masons or any other secret society or exclusive country club. Josiah discovers someone that is richer and more powerful than the leader of China or Russia or Germany or the United States of America. Josiah discovers someone that is more influential than Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or Mark Zucker- Zuckerberg or any media corporation. Josiah discovers someone who would make the Latin Kings or the Mexican Mafia or the Crip or the bloods or the white supremacists or the Asian uh, Asian assassins or the Muslim terrorists look like toddlers in a playpen. Josiah discovered and was now connected to Almighty God. And in the 12th year of his reign as King of Judah, 2 Chronicles chapter 34 verse 3 tells us that Josiah begins to purge and purify Judah and Jerusalem of all its idolatry and treachery and rebellion against God. Church, can you shout hallelujah to that? When you're connected to God, baby, you don't have to be afraid of anything. Amen. Nothing. Amen. You and him are now partners. You're working together. And he's going to show you what to do. But you've got to follow him. You've got to seek him. You've got to desire to know him. Josiah sought God at the age of 16. And at the age of 20, we know somewhere in between those years, he got a connection to God. And God started speaking to him. And he says, you're my soldier. You're going to start taking care of business. And you're going to start cleaning things up. And I'm going to back you up. And you don't have to be afraid of anything. Church, you and I need to make a decision. Those of you listening online, you need to make a decision. I don't know about you, but I'm going to make the same decision that Josiah made. I'm going to do what 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 3 says that Josiah did. I'm going to seek after God. I'm going to seek after after the great I am. I'm going to seek after Jesus Christ who is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Joshua chapter 24 verse 15. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. If this doesn't appeal to you, if you don't like what you're hearing, if you don't like what God is offering, if you don't like what the Bible is telling you, then you know what, dude? Go ahead and run your own program. Go ahead and play your own game. Go ahead and play life by your own rules. You go ahead. But as for me, and my house we will serve the lord can you say amen church my prayer is that you too will make that same decision not only for your sake but for the sake of all future generations that are going to come after you let's pray father in the name of jesus we ask you lord god to help us to understand the transformation that took place in this young man's life. He was eight years old, and he was given a tremendous responsibility. He chose to reject the gods of his dad and of his father and of the gods of this world, and he chose instead to seek after you. As a result of seeking after you, he found you. He discovered you. He, Lord God, understood what it meant to be a follower of God. And you backed them up. And he began to clean things up, Lord. If you're here this morning and you say, Jerry, I am not a Christian. I have never surrendered my life to Jesus. If I were to die today or if Jesus were to come, I'm not sure if I would go to heaven. If that's you here this morning, you are not a Christian, or if you're listening online and you know in your heart that you're not right with God, you're not walking with God. You're just doing your own thing. You don't think that this is significant, the Bible or God or religion or faith or church or anything. You don't think it's a big deal. You just you think it's, it's, not, it's not relevant. It is relevant. What you do with God is relevant and important, and it will affect you personally, and it will affect future generations of your life. So if you're listening right now and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're ready to surrender your life to Him. Just lift up your hand and you at home. I want you to say this prayer. Repeat this prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I humble myself before you. And I acknowledge that I need help. I need you. I desire you in my life to guide me, to direct me, to show me how I am to live. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me. Just like Josiah began to cleanse Judah and Jerusalem. Jesus, you begin to cleanse me inside. Receive me as your child. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you're here this morning and you are a Christian, you are a child of God, you're a follower of God, and you just want prayer here this morning. You just want prayer. Lift up your hand right now. I'm just going to say a prayer. Those after, after I pray for you, if you want to come up to the altar, I'm going to pray for you at the altar. If you want to come to the altar, we will pray for you at the altar. But right now, I'm going to just do a general prayer for you. And for those that are listening online, if you need prayer, you're a Christian, you love God, you're a follower of God, but you're going through some stuff and you need God's help, let's go to God right now. Don't let the circumstances or the people or the issues or, or whatever is going on, don't let that mess you up. You focus on Jesus. You focus on how powerful God is. There's nothing too hard for him. I told the youth last night, we took him to the beach and we had a little Bible study. And the Bible said to Sarah, the Bible said to Sarah and Abraham, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is too hard for God. Don't give up. Put your faith in God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray right now, God, for every individual that's in this place that is hurting, that is going through issues or struggles or difficulties or challenges that has to make decisions and doesn't know how, how to deal with it, Lord God. Uh, we pray, Lord God, for every young person, Lord God, every teenager that's in this place. Lord Jesus, help them to know that it doesn't matter how young they are. It doesn't matter how late we start in life to seek your face. We can find you. We can discover you. We can know you. We can be guided by you. We can be directed by you and we will be blessed by you so lord god help us as your children to surrender our wickedness and to repent of our craziness and to cry out to you for help and direction bless us help us guide us encourage us heal us minister to us lord god do a work in our lives in the name of jesus christ we pray and everyone said amen let's give glory to the lord here this morning god bless all of you